0: What's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, March 8th, 2020. What's happening? What's going on? Daylight savings time has started. And uh, I tell you what, I feel like we get a lot more of the daylight savings time. Is it daylight saving time or daylight Daylight savings time? Savings, right? S-A-V-I-N-G-S, almost a palindrome. Uh, I feel like you get a lot more of the national kind of discussion slash uproar over daylight savings time when it ends rather than when it begins. Maybe that's your experience, maybe it's not. I feel like I haven't seen anything about it today. And I feel like typically... You usually see in news articles like the history of daylight savings time, you know, Dolly Madison and Dolly Parton and stuff inventing it, and uh, Ben Franklin, I think, with the key and the lightning and stuff. Um, and then you get, you know, the article in vogue that's like why daylight savings time is. The worst thing to ever happen to humanity. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I have a kind of specific niche take on it uh, because I know people that really despise DST as we we call it. You know, it's kind of quick. It's faster. DST. It's like that shoe store, DFW or whatever. That's uh that's an airport too. But um D. D-D-F-W-D-T-W Something I don't know There's a shoe store I I never go to shoe stores um, To buy shoes I go to my cobbler But D-S-T Is something where I think it's silly That we have Two different Sort of Periods going on here But I would love it If we just Permanently moved The clocks To this Hour ahead format and if the rest of the world wants to do it too, they can. But but they they certainly don't have to. Uh, my my rationale for this is seemingly simple, at least in my mind. It's the the sunlight is always more valuable to me at the end of the day than it is at the beginning of the day. Because frankly, maybe you experience this as well. But I'm not doing anything. Before I get to the office in the morning, regardless, um, that really requires any specific level of mental energy or focus because wake up, shower, brush your teeth, change, take the train down to the office, usually will rest, sleep, close my eyes, whichever, um, while I'm on the train and I'm not until I get that cup of coffee going, which I'm going to talk about a cup of coffee from hell in one second here but not for the reasons you think. Um, I'm not doing anything. so so why do I care if the sun is out, if it's dark, it doesn't matter to me. but what's really nice is like right now I'm recording this it's about 6:15 pm. local time here on the north side of Chicago. And still got a decent amount of sunlight going. You know, the sun's not going to go completely away for another hour or so here. A little hour plus, maybe. And I just, you know, it's way nicer. Not that I'm doing anything today, but when you come home on a weekday from work, you get home, it's still light out. It's way easier for me to go out, to go back out, do something fun see some people make some moves, right ladies? Make some moves, Roscoe's, on a Friday night anyone? Roscoe's, Closet, iHop. It's the triple threat. Uh if you don't know what what I'm talking about, just do some Google Maps searching and you'll you'll find out soon enough. Where was I? Um that having that hour at uh, that that extra sunlight at the end of the day as you get into the night is way more valuable to me. Um I, I when it's winter, you know, being cold is, is one thing, but it really makes it difficult mentally to want to go out. If I come back to my apartment and I get back when it's dark, the chances of me going back out in that same night are like minuscule like that it like the chances of richard simmons winning a grammy it's just the odds are not in your favor okay susan collins the odds are against you so daylight savings time started today but my body pulled a weird weird thing man and normally daylight savings time whether it begins or ends doesn't doesn't really change anything for me I remember as a kid being excited to get the extra hour of sleep or or yada 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 now I don't I don't care so I go to bed last night or I get into bed at about midnight local time I wasn't doing anything I I got home from work I had to work yesterday I got home at about 7 30 I spent the next four and a half hours on my couch watching 30 rock eating chili and uh some popcorn as well which was my like cheat meal for the 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 week here and next thing i you know it's time to go to bed i don't even remember what i was doing one of those nights slash just periods of time where you're at home and multiple hours go by and next thing you know this happens to me obviously on, on the weekends more than the weekdays but you kind of think back and you're like what just what what have i been doing typically it's it's some combination of youtube twitter and reddit and i try not to get down on myself when i when i feel that because usually those those periods are relaxing it's kind of nice it's kind of freeing to not always be a slave to the clock and feel like you got to do X, Y, and Z before this time happens. Anyways, it's a it's a delicate balance here. Um, but I mentioned something weird happened. My body literally woke me up. I didn't did not set an alarm because family chat was delayed an hour today. So I wasn't even worried about setting an alarm because that wasn't starting until ten thirty. I had tons and tons of time this morning. My body wakes me up at at six a.m. sharp and that's not a normal thing whether i get 9 hours of sleep or whether it's like last night where i'm end up getting 5 hours of sleep cuz i went to bed at about midnight changed my clock so that it they read 1 um but but i i don't really have any explanation and it wasn't like yesterday cuz cuz occasionally what will happen is you know if you have a really slow day or a really lazy day and then you go to bed your body's like uh no we're we're good after after five or six hours, and it just wakes you up no yesterday I worked ran for five miles by the lake. I was out most of the day it was a it was a tiring day, but my body woke me up after five hours of sleep, so even though we lost the hour overnight, my body not only made up for it by a full hour but then went an extra mile and did another another hour so instead of my normal wake up time which it was eight body woke me up at six, but it wasn 't like oh i 'm kind of kind of sleepy i guess i 'll go back to bed. nope it was uh, i i I'd um, I listened to an entire green day album if you 're curious, hey, what do you think Quint David Furness does when he wakes up at six a m on a Sunday morning and he 's got a lot of time before grocery shopping and breakfast and family chat? Well, to answer your question, listeners. I listened to an entire Green Day album. You might be wondering hey which which one do you think he's listening to? yeah, which one it was uh twentieth twenty first century breakdown, which didn't get any sort of the any of the you know glitz and glamour kind of recognition that American Idiot got, but it's it's a very similar concept and has some bangers on it too, so go check it out if you don't know it and green day is uh I'll be seeing them live. First time in my life, August thirteenth, I think it is, with uh, Weezer and uh, Fall Out Boy. Who I don't, I don't care about Fall Out Boy, but uh, Pete Wentz. So, um, the, so this morning was fine. Yesterday morning was an absolute. And, and before I, I choose my next uh, word here, which is a compound word. Remember learning about those in school? It's when you have two words and you put them together. Um, Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Town Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some uh, questionable language. And number two, what do, what is number two? Um, oh, the podcast is objectively terrible. I wanted to say <laughs> this podcast is not for kids, um, which it's not. It's not designed. We I don't think I've ever talked about this on my show. It's not designed for, you know, really anybody to listen to in general. But specifically, kids, um, it, it's not, not, not that most of my episodes dis, uh, discuss uh, not family-friendly topics. Is there like a clean antonym for family-friendly? Because inappropriate could refer to lots of things beyond it just being not consumable or not suitable for children. I don't know. Well, we're we're going to have to look into this. Antonym, A N T O N I M hell of a word um yesterday was a shit show okay so to give you just a tiny bit of of backstory um it i'll make it as simple and not mundane as possible i i have coffee at home uh, a big bag of beans the, th- the the three b's a big bag of beans and you know what what's something that we used to have oftentimes as kids on like vacations or something Boston baked beans it's like a candy and I don't think I've had a Boston baked bean in at least seven or eight years of my life I don't think but it was a somewhat common thing I guess I guess I just don't have candy in general these days but I never see Boston baked beans did they go and did they go I was about to say in Um then I was about to sing a Britney Spears song Which in my head was registering as an in sync song, baby, bye, 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 bye. But I wanted to sing, um, "Hit me, baby, one more time." They all sound the same to me. Um, Did Boston baked beings go beings go extinct? Boston baked beings, human beings, the human fund. Um, So I brew my own coffee typically only on Sunday mornings for family chat. I have a grinder. No single man, not that kind, although I will say I live one block from the uh, Chicago Leather Archives and Museum, which is a space dedicated to all things leather, as in the sexual fetish. It's wild. It's just right here in the neighborhood. It's, I, I'm not, I won't say anything disparaging about it. I don't have anything disparaging to say. It's just Wild. That is right there. And it's Scott Farrell's book, which I'm working on, by the way. I promise. Uh, he he, he uh, eventually will get there because um, I've, I've, I've sort of perused casually, a casual perusal, um, through some of the back half of the book, which is where it gets really exciting. Um, he, he, he speaks of going to this space. Uh, but there's also Touche, a leather bar directly uh, like two blocks west of me on Clark, and it's next door to Jackhammer. They're both gay bars. I think Touche is an explicitly leather bar. I think Jackhammer is more like just like a dive bar that is populated by gay men, but Touche seems to have more of like this exclusive and frankly kind of scary thing. Like there's a back room where it's only men allowed and I think it's just have all the sex you want, which is interesting. Um, I brew my own coffee on Sunday mornings only. The other days of the week, uh, Monday through Friday, I have it at the office. Saturdays, if I um, go out to breakfast, I'll just have it there, yada, yada, yada. I usually have coffee just somewhere else besides besides my house. So. Yesterday, I kind of had a weird setup where uh, I had to work, but not until midday, and I was going for a run, so I wanted that, that little boost of coffee, but I wasn't going out to breakfast, so I decided to brew it myself, do everything normally, grind my beans, which you go down to the Leather Archives means something very different, but in this context, it means I'm putting my coffee beans into an electric grinder, and brew my coffee, drink it, and I don't know if it was the coffee or if my body was just doing some weird shit yesterday i think it was more of that the 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 latter than the former um but i just got amped up jittery as hell way beyond the point of like oh this is kind of cool i got a lot of energy all the way to the point of hot damn this feels atrocious I don't know if I'm going to go run a four minute mile or if I'm going to puke. I don't know if riding the train is a good idea. I did it anyways. I never, uh, never threw up. In fact, I never had really any physical issues. And the weird thing, my heart was not racing. It was a very normal heartbeat. This was all inside my head. Um, it was nuts. I, I go for the run. It kind of wore off a little bit. But even like when I would get when I got home last night, my uh I felt fine, but like my cheeks were really warm. Uh I don't I don't know. You might be saying, hey, maybe it's that uh Ovid nineteen coronavirus. Oh boy. I'm glad we got there. Um because there's been a lot of talk and a lot of people have been tweeting at us. We're on Twitter at Beantown Cast. Um, there have been emails pouring in direct messages, snail mail, uh, the neighbors across the street put up a, uh, a, um, what is it? What were those things called glow bright or something? You guys know what light bright, is that what it is? You guys know what I'm talking about with like the lights that you put into the little uh, pegs and you make some fun pictures. Speaking of pegs, uh. The Leather Archives and Museum, right here in Rogers Park, Chicago. But a uh, lot of lot of talk about coronavirus. They're saying, hey, Quinn, we're looking for uh, some answers. We're looking for some leadership in these trying and troubling times. And frankly, up until yesterday, I was sort of just letting my good friend, Pastor Jim Baker... Run the show here for you all um but uh he just received a uh a nasty letter from i don't know some some big time like government prosecutor. I didn't actually read the story, just the headline um saying that he has to cease and desist advertising his silver formula that he sells on his uh television show, which if you've never seen Jim Baker's television show, it's fascinating. Uh, it's like like the sh- Home Shopping Network, but Christian. It's really, um, they get some good music on there too. People get ready, there's a crisis coming. They really, um, these kind of hyper-evangelicists, uh, evangelicalists, um, are really into this whole apocalypse thing but what's what makes no sense to me and I promise I'm getting back to the coronavirus, but what makes no sense to me about this um sort of r- relationship between crazy like white southern tr- tr- i say trump but he's not not really part of this uh, uh discussion but but jim baker is a, in and his and his posse are big trump people um those people and this like obsession with the apocalypse and the end of days, as they say in the Book of Revelation. Which, if you never read Revelation, is a wild book, man. The Bible has some crazy stuff in it. And we're 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 in the the season of Lent right now, and we're getting to Passover, um, soon a, as we are to Easter. And I every year when we do our Easter special, um, I like to tell the story of the first Passover because it's just a classic moment with the 10th plague where, where God just wipes out like a quarter of the Egyptian population. It's just a fun story. Um, but that's not even the weirdest stuff you, you get in the Bible. You go to Revelation, that is some crazy stuff. You read Song of Solomon, and uh, people, people joke about it, but it's legit like softcore porn. And hey, I'm not I'm not really complaining here. But um it's just you a lot of times if you just go to church and you let people pick and choose or or pastors pick and choose what what sort of books or verses or chapters they want to preach on and you don't actually pick up the Bible for yourself then uh you, you'll you'll miss out on a lot of you know this kind of hardcore action in fact while i was while i was um saying that i picked up a copy of Song of Solomon. And let's just, last thing before we get to the back to the coronavirus here. Uh, so this is, if you're following along, I feel like I'm going into preacher mode here, which, which I, I used to get paid to do. Uh, if you're following along here in your Bibles at home, I'm using the, uh, I don't know, NTV or something. MTV. ¡Pam! The Way you do it, you play that guitar on your MTV. Ah, oh, they ain't working. That's the way you do it. Get your money for nothing and your chicks for free. Um, if you're following it along in your Bible, I don't, it's on my phone, I don't know the version, so I apologize. Uh, we're going to Song of Solomon, chapter uh, or book seven, verses one through five. This is the greatest um, coronavirus discussion you're ever gonna find. Uh, how graceful are your f- um oh here we go okay this is this is what it says how graceful are your feet in sandals, o oh queenly maiden, also my nickname in college <laughs> it gets it keeps going your rounded thighs are like jewels, the work of a master hand, oh baby. If you're getting hot and heavy at work, just take a quick pause. Take a breather. Okay? Take a cold shower. Um, Your navel is a rounded bowl that never lacks mixed wine. I don't really... That part didn't do it for me. Mixed wine. what It's lost in translation from the Greek, I guess. Your belly... (laughs) This is great. Your belly is a heap of wheat. I'm not making this up. This is in the Bible. You never hear people talk about it. Come on. I'm not joking. Song of Solomon, (laughs) book seven, chapter seven, verse two. This reminds me of Wichita State, um, who, who won their game versus Tulsa today uh, and they're starting the American tournament on Thursday um, or their first games on Friday. Actually uh, your navel is a rounded bowl that never lacks mixed wine. Your belly is a heap of wheat encircled with lilies. We, we got to find, we got to find a way to incorporate <laughs> that phrase into our marketing or something. Moving ahead here. Oh, here we go. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. Hot damn. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are pools in Heshbon by the gate of Beth Rabim. Your nose is like a tower of Lebanon overlooking Damascus. Your head crowns you like caramel, and your flowing locks are like purple. A king is held captive in the tresses. Mm-mm. Mm. That's some good stuff. That is some uh wild stuff. Um but going back to this conversation about the coronavirus here. Uh a, a couple things. One the the fact that Trump and his posse, which we'll talk about in one second here, are playing this like they're playing this down as much as possible, and Trump's responding to doctors who are asking him how he knows so much about medicine and this stuff, and him saying he just has a hunch, maybe he's just got a natural talent for this stuff. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, we don't have time on this podcast or on any podcast because it's a really deep dive, um, to dig into this whole, like, schism between the Republican Party or at least the face of the Republican Party or the faces and this, like, anti-science thing. Like, it's it's way deeper than just this religion versus science thing. Um, there's so much more to it. It involves being college educated and yada, 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 but it's, um, it's such a weird play, you know? And it goes back to this, uh, I didn't finish my thought. I'm glad I, I'm glad I raised this point because one thing I want to say about Jim Baker's followers is you got all these people, because then we started talking about the, the Bible, all these people who are freaking out About the apocalypse and they're buying Jim Baker's buckets and all that stuff. If you don't know Jim Baker's buckets, stop right now. Go to YouTube. um, Just find like the Vic Burger five minutes or something about Jim Baker's uh, buckets. Uh, It's some weird shit, man. But then you also have these people who, right, you believe in heaven, right? And that's supposed to be the greatest thing of all time. Way better than anything going on here on earth. So wouldn't you like want to get there asap that doesn't those two things don't aren't aren't make they're not clicking they're not clicking for me um the other thing uh trump's uh, going back to the coronavirus trump's um team so mike pence is in charge which is funny but apparently ben carson has also joined the cause, and we were talking about this on family chat this morning uh Ben Carson and Betsy deVos maybe it 's because um, it's just they 're not sexy people to cover in the media, but does anybody really know what they 're doing? Betsy deVos, I think, is a little bit easier to keep track of because she 's just making a lot of cuts um, and that seems to be, like, her thing. But does anybody know what Ben Carson does? I mean, he's a surgeon who is in charge of housing and urban development. It just doesn't seem like it really adds up. If anyone has any insight on this, email us. yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown. B-E-A-N, you know, podcast, at yahoo.com. Or you can call us, um, I don't know, tweet at us, Instagram at Q.QueenD, whatever you want to do. I don't care. It doesn't change my life. Um, we got an email from, so I, I work, um, my my name, is, and I don't work with them. my name is in this database of this third-party podcasting website that attempts to hook podcasts up with sponsors. So I get an email from this site and they uh, are are saying, hey, Quinn, we found a company that might be a good fit for you. It's a company where you, you pay monthly to this company and they ship you gold, which sounds right up our alley. Kind of takes me back to the whole Rock Chris incident, which I think was like a year ago this time. Um... Classic Nigerian kind of rags-to-riches story. And then I, I flipped the, the tables on the guy, and he got really pissed off. Oh, well. Um, he made it into a race thing. That's his problem. But, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you pay this company, I don't know how much a month, like 50 a month or something, and they send you gold. So you can feel like a pirate. Our pirate's bounty. About that ship, Jack. Have you seen the pearl? And um, so I shot them a message, and uh, they didn't respond. So if you're wondering, hey, Quinn, where is the advertisement for gold? I thought you were going to be advertising gold on this episode. No, sorry to disappoint. But um, speaking of advertisements, now would be a good time to get there. And I have a a couple of things I'm going to get to in in the second half here, including a new segment, which is going to be about movies. One movie per week in particular. Um, it's going to be short. I didn't write anything for it, but I think I'm going to have fun. And it's the when I actually talk about the series or the movie, it's it'll be serious. So if you're looking for like, well, we'll we'll just get to it. Jump ahead like 15 minutes or something. I don't know. Let me read these ads. Okay, get off my back. You're not my dad. Home Pride Organ. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust? You got to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or just visit com. Again, it's 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon, inspection perfection. Mm. I was on Instagram watching stories as I was reading that ad. That's how um that's how good I've gotten at this um, a shout out to the Samson Q2u series that crisp clean audio quality it sounds good on minute one it'll sound good on minute you know 60 or whenever we finish and uh, even reading the Bible you know so it's the Samson Q2u series so you think it'd be natural um, but not just in its home book which Samson is what second Kings something like that Chronicles. We get a fact check. We should get a Bible intern for the show. It'd be good. Got a lot of homeschool friends I could ask. Um, even in other books of the Bible, and even when we're not reading from the Bible, it sounds great because when God speaks, He uses a Samson. All right. Remember when we did that like 10 minutes ago? That was wild. Uh, Cuts by Q. Oh, here we go. I love this one. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's just like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, and the greater Chicagoland area. And Northwest Indiana. People don't often talk about Northwest Indiana, but it's true. Um, Valparaiso, which is a uh, Christian school, right? Someone, someone, check on that. Uh, Valparaiso lost to uh, Bradley. The the dude, the Missouri Valley Conference was the the tournament. Arch Madness was nuts this year. The top three seeds all lost their first games. Uh, Uni, Northern Iowa, Loyola, Chicago. It's always interesting. I, I say Loyola, and most of the people I know say Loyola, but you hear a lot of older people, not old people, but older people say Loyola. I don't know. We'll have to get our, our, um, our, our speech pathology uh, contacts on the case. But, um, and then whoever number three was, which was like, gosh, I don't even know. Indiana State, maybe. I don't know if that's right. Uh, they all lost. So it ended up being eight versus four, I think. And Bradley won. The Braves. Is that right? Bradley Braves. Bradley Bears. Braves, I think. They're going to the tournament. They're going dancing. Come out around the world, Dancing in the street, Dancing in Chicago. All you need is music, sweet music. They'll be laughing, singing, and people dancing, dancing in the street. I was trying to do Bowie and it turned into Michael McDonald. (laughs) I've been learning, I've been love too. I've been here many times before. Don't worry, I know where I stand. I will be married who I lost it. I was trying to do minute by minute, um, but I don't actually know the words, which is fun. I Should have tried yamo be there, okay that's the ad reads for today. I want to tell a uh story an interesting story here uh three more things i'm going to get to i'm going to tell a story i'm going to talk about a hockey game I went to briefly because there's no good story. I just wanted to let you know I did it um and then i'm going to do get finish with our last uh segment here, which is a new segment um a story which i've been given i've been given permission to tell. It's in a prime spot, leading off the second half of our content here. Um, so my, my dear friend Kelly, my pal Kelly, for those who know her, it's, it's a pun. It's a good pun. My good pal Kelly uh, has recently moved into uh, a, a new space where I assume it's a, a two-bedroom apartment uh, down in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. I don't know if that refers to floor plans as well, but regardless, new apartment, she has a room, and then she lives with a married couple, male and a female. She's good friends with the female, doesn't know the male quite as well. I think they have a fine working relationship, like me and, I don't know, Brian Scalabrini. Thanks to Brian for the shout out. Uh, A couple years ago. Um, Kelly has just moved in there literally like two weeks ago. And her friend is going on a work trip coming up here. Very exciting. Work trips, always fun. Well, here's the the kicker. And when I heard this story this past week, it, it physically took me. A couple of, of, of moments to think about it to physically comprehend just wh- how bogus the situation is. The, friend, the female friend who's going on a work trip is not comfortable with Kelly staying in the apartment, which is now her apartment, by the way, um, while the friend is on the work trip because it would be weird to have it just be Kelly and the husband. I'll give you a couple moments to to digest what I'm saying to you. Um, it's a, a weird Christian thing. Uh, according, according to Kelly, according, no one says it like that, according to Kelly, um, the friend had sought out the advice and counsel of a multitude of Christian mentors, probably Jim Baker, maybe Joel Osteen, um is Joel Osteen's church in Texas? Is it like Oklahoma? Where is it? Arkansas? Arkansas. Why did I put a Z in there? Arkansas. Um, I don't I don't know. We'll look it up. But the mentors encouraged the friend to ask Kelly to not be in the apartment for that week while the friend was out. Um I don't even have much commentary on this because it's just like oh man this is not okay um i mean that that's an easy like lawsuit uh for kelly to win if if she wanted to and she's this it's not going to come to that um, but it's just like i don't even have anything else to say to Kel, I told her everything I wanted to say. Say what you need to say. But for this friend, like, you got to get a hold of your shit, lady and husband. Like, what a way to ruin a friendship. My God. Awful, awful behavior. So I just wanted to share that live on air so that people out there know. That this sort of weird shit is happening. And it's really messed up, I feel like. Anyways. Okay, I went to a Blackhawks game on, um, what was it, Thursday night? Ooh, I just won in shuffleboard. Nice. Doing a lot of multitasking today. And I uh, went to a Blackhawks game on Thursday night, which you say, okay, whatever. It was my first ever Blackhawks game. First ever NHL game I'd never been before. Been to a couple of AHL games, and I'd even been to the uh, USA National Team headquarters in uh, Plymouth, Michigan, in their home arena, but I'd never been to an NHL game. So I went to the UC. Tickets are pretty cheap these days because the Blackhawks are awful, um, which is a blessing and a curse, but I went... Um with, with my new female friend who's fantastic and then we'll 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 talk about her um on, on future episodes, I'm sure. But um uh, yeah it was it was fun. We won four to three, beat the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton, hell of a place up there in Alberta. A lot of oil up there from my preliminary research. Edmonton Oilers. Are they um Maybe we could get a fact check on this. Were the Edmonton Oilers the most recent Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? I don't know the answer to that. My hunch says yes. I'm thinking maybe it was like I don't know. How does 1994 tickle ya? What does that year do for ya? Huh? Okay. As I'm as I'm looking it up right now, you all get to take your bets. One. So there's this is a two parter. And the chance, the chance of me actually getting this right is about the, as good of a chance of Richard Simmons winning a Tony. But, okay, so my, my guess, two or two things. One, first, my guess is, yes, the Oilers are the most recent Canadian team to have won a Stanley Cup. It's been a long time. It's, it's been not in the 21st century. Uh, it's been all American teams. And number two, the year. I feel a lot more confident in the team than the year. But even then, I don't actually feel that confident in either one. So let's go to the big board. We're on Wikipedia. Okay. So we're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So it's not 1994. Oh, I'm going to be wrong on both accounts, aren't I? Oh, this is just embarrassing. Okay, I was one year off on the year, but I got the team wrong. So you're uh, for all of you at home who guessed the Montreal Canadiens, you'd be right... They beat the uh, Los Angeles Kings four games to one in 1993. Um, although, in in general, I was not far off. The Edmonton Oilers won the 1990 Stanley Cup over the Boston Bruins four games to one in, in 1990. So, yeah, I botched that one. But it is, it is wild that Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup in, what, 26 years now? Um, yeah. That's crazy. They haven't even been in one um, for a while, I think. Not since Vancouver in 2011 with all the riots and stuff. Ottawa was was in there in 2007. I forgot about that. Um, But, okay. Sorry for the hockey talk. It was fun. If you've never been to a uh, hockey game, I actually really like them because um, you can hear everything going on down in the ice, which is neat. A lot of... uh, Hockey sound effects in general are are fantastic. It's kind of like that ASMR stuff, which I thought was uh, like a sexual thing until a couple weeks ago. Uh, I learned it it doesn't have to be, but it could be. A lot of good noises. uh, There's not a lot of dead time in hockey, a lot of action. And it's just hockey is a very exciting sport um, to watch in general. It's not like, I don't know. Some sports can just be really I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. You get a game where it gets out of hand early, you got another two and a half hours of just coasting. It's not exciting. Um same goes for like NASCAR, which I was just watching today. Logano with his second win of the season already in four races. Um and today's race was good, but like last week in California, the only cautions were the stage cautions. Boring as F race um hockey is almost never boring especially and i i stand by this i have a couple things that i like to stand by um one of them is that is that um hockey players are some of the most underrated athletes in the world them and tennis players those are my big two but what i actually want to say over playoff hockey overtime there's nothing else like it in the world um, because it's sudden death they play until um until someone scores and i know what you're saying well you go to football that's kind of sudden death too um it's well, it, it is but it isn't but in hockey you can have one team have a shot on goal and literally 5 seconds later the other team has a shot on goal there's no other sport like that with sudden death it's just it is exhausting um in all the best ways so there's my little plug for hockey. Maybe maybe we'll get a sponsorship. Okay, I so quick last thing before I introduce our last segment here. On that that third-party podcasting site that tries to hook up podcast shows with um, companies for, for endorsements, I was scrolling through to see some of the companies that were listed. You won't believe who's on there. The Calgary Flames. Um, I did not reach out to them. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll send them this little snippet that I've been doing and we'll see what they say. Um, Okay. Let's get into our last segment here. And we even, we even created some fun intro uh, to the segment. So go ahead, take it away. And now it's time for our new segment, older movies that people don't talk about these days, but damn, they're really good. And people should talk about it more. Okay. Thanks for that. Great lead in. So, This week, our first ever installment, and there was really nothing that prompted me to select this movie in particular. I was just thinking about it. I was in the shower waiting for the hot water to to kick in, which took a while this morning. And I was thinking to myself, you know what movie is classic? And I, I say an older movie. I'm not talking like Humphrey Bogart here. Um... I'm I'm saying, you know, we're going back twenty five years for this one. Not twenty-five years, twenty years for this one. Castaway. From two thousand I one maybe I didn't the other thing is I didn't research these films uh be, before jumping into talking about them. Everything I'm saying is just off the top of my uh, head, off the cuff, sort of how I feel. But the, the the point of this segment, which I could have done before I announced the film, but is to really just um, sort of re-highlight a film that uh, got got plenty of praise um, in its time for how good it was. But I just feel like people these days don't consider it to be like a classic when, in fact, I think it absolutely should be. So it's re- directed by Robert Zemeckis, who does like Back to the Future and stuff. And Stuart Little, maybe. Is that right? Oh, man. We got to look it up. This went from a discussion on Castaway to Trying to figure out who directed Stuart Little, I don't think he did. Um, there's no way, no, <laughs> he did not. Uh, to, to clear to clear things up, um, but I don't know why I thought that. Random thought. This whole podcast has been a little scattered. It's okay. It's been fun. Um, Tom Hanks, of course, in the starring role, and then Helen Hunt, Helen Hunt uh, plays his his. Um, the the, the 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 female in the film is what I'm trying to get at. Um but Tom Hanks plays Chuck from Memphis. He works for FedEx and if you don't know the film uh basically he travels a lot for work like yours truly and uh, plane crash ends up on a desert Island for I think seven years, something like that. Um, but the film, what I really like to highlight, um, because these are the things I think about more so than anything else, um, are the sort of technical aspects of it. So things like cinematography, music, um, lighting, um, rather than just what's the, what's the plot, who's in it. Uh, I, I, I try to go beyond those things cause, um, those kind of surface level things fade after a while. Um, there's a lot more to a movie than just the names and the plot. Uh, but one of my favorite things about this film, I think it's completely underrated from the time Tom Hanks lands on the island or at least hits the water. I think from the plane crash, um, up until the time he's finally getting his raft to work. Um, as he's making his final escape, there's no music, which is something that is just brilliantly done. Um, The score is by uh, Alan Silvestri, and it's a beautiful, extremely moving score. But you don't get any music for that portion of the film, which I think is probably about an hour or so he spends on the island by himself. Um, Another fantastic aspect about this film is and you know actors and actresses go through crazy weight loss transformations all the time for this stuff but it's not always uh done where you have two different looks for one film and it's real so Tom Hanks gained a bunch of weight not a bunch but but some uh to start the film and then went on a crazy crash diet. I've never actually researched what Tom Hanks' diet was for Castaway. I, I'm going to do that after we finish up here because I know like the Christian Bale one uh, for the Machinist is what like a cup of coffee and a can of tuna I think or an apple something like that per day. Uh, I don't know what Tom Hanks was, but he so they film you know the 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 first couple scenes of the movie which it lasts like 20 minutes or something before the crash and then. They had to stop production for months so Tom Hanks could lose this weight. Um, there is no, you know, digital CGI or anything, uh, and that's that's an impressive feat. It's one thing to to lose a bunch of weight or gain a bunch of weight for a role. It's another thing to do filming, then do it, and then film again all for one project. It's pretty fantastic. Um, in a vein similar to that, uh, if if you've never actually taken the time to see Boyhood, you absolutely should. Um, it is tremendous. I feel like it got I got a lot of press, but I don't think it got like the glory um, that it deserved. I I think it was it totally deserved that. It wasn't a stunt movie. It was really well done. Ethan Hawke is fantastic in that movie, as he is in every role, of course. But other things with with Castaway, um, it's also just uh, and I, I again I. I I try to focus on the technical aspects of it, not the plot so much, but just the the way it ends, um, where he comes back, and it's one thing to watch it on the screen, but if you imagine that actually happened to you, and you came back, and the person who was your life, your rock, when you had this life-altering event, you somehow make it back, you're lucky enough and there they you know moved on they buried you um they they're married they have kids that's just man that's a quick uh quick path to to some dark stuff right there um and i like how ambiguous the ending is as well um the crossroads is maybe i don't know maybe a little much the final scene a little bit too like slap in your face esque. Um, but I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, so that was, that was our first installment. This isn't pre-planned. I didn't decide we were going to do this segment until, um, about five minutes before we recorded. So cast away, if you're looking for a, uh, a really well thought out, well directed and extremely well produced film, uh, even if you've seen it before, it's one of those films that uh, you can, it's very rewatchable. So I encourage you all to do that. No, I was not paid by the folks down at, uh, I don't know, Universal to do it. I, I don't know what studio produced Castaway. I don't keep track often of uh, movie studios and which movies they produce and which ones they don't. Uh, but that's what I got for you today on the Beantown Podcast. So We covered a lot of ground, coronavirus dire straits other stuff um, next week is going to be the birthday podcast my birthday is uh, March 16th it's a Monday this year this uh, Saturday in Chicago is St. Patty's Day uh, so next weekend has a lot happening for it uh, Friday the night before I'm hosting people uh, to watch The Fugitive uh, a classic St. Patty's Day and Chicago movie it's quintessential it's quintessential uh, I usually watch it by myself. I figured I'd, I'd uh, make some drinks and host people this year. In case you're wondering, no, still not drinking, and not planning to. It will be my first first St. Patty's Day without a drink um, for a couple of years. I was actually I was thinking about this earlier today on my walk. I went to the beach today. Went down to Foster Beach because um, of a beautiful day in Chicago. I walked about five miles, got some vitamin D, which is nice. Um, I was singing about this on my walk, what, you know, kind of the history of my St. Patty's days in Chicago. Even though I lived on the East Coast for a couple of years, every St. Patty's day was spent back here in Chicago. I don't think I drank anything my senior year. No, 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 my sophomore year of college. Um, I was in the library writing a paper, 10 pages, on Fela Cootie. Um, I'm just hang on, having this weird moment. Did we ever fig Did we ever finish the ad read today for Cuts by Q? <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna go back and check. Um, maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Because I uh, I won't walk you through why it popped into my head. But um, I don't think I did. How did we How did we get off of it? We started talk I said Chicagoland, and then we started talking about Northwest Indiana. I don't know. We ought to finish that, hey, and if I did, then I'm just doing it again, and I'm a mental patient, um, but I'm doing my due diligence here. From beehives to banks, fall hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or email Cuts by q at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at Yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. So that's a quick little uh, finish up of the ad reads there, but... Um, yeah, I, I, the St. Patty's Day will be interesting. I won't be drunk. That's okay. Because the, the more and more I think about just, like, drinking, sometimes I miss it a little bit, what, this is day 68 for me. Um, but I don't miss hangovers. And that doesn't mean there isn't a middle ground, because there absolutely is, and that's where I'll operate when I go back to drinking. But just, I mean, the risk of having, you know, Three drinks, and if you wake up with a hangover, man, those suck. Mine are not good. Uh, my first ever hangover was really bad. Then I went through a couple of years where I would get them, but not awful. And now they're back to being really bad. I don't even throw up. I just feel nauseous, but not like, oh, let me just throw up, and then I'll probably feel better. Just, just like um, completely... Paralyzed by nausea, nausea, nausea is a bad place to be, man. Like Cleveland after dark or the bedding room if Richard Simmons ever wins a Grammy. Okay? Things to think about. That's all I got for you. Uh, Lots to talk about next week. It'll be our birthday show. Maybe I'll get a cake. I don't know. I usually I usually get um, kind of drunk for my birthday episodes. This will be my third one we've done here on the show. That won't be the case next week, but maybe we'll have a surprise in store for you and another installment uh, of our new segment. So be on the lookout for that. That's what we got: fifty-seven, fifty-eight minutes. It's a long episode. Um, other stuff happening scott farrell books going fine we'll get matt fielder on the podcast soon enough here to do taxes this year um and then he'll also have his topaz elite member interview uh, along with some other friends of the podcast including my brother jack about that ship, jack all right that's what we got for you everyone have a good one here's some intro music to play us out what do you mean to play us out there are no words there do it live take it away I just wanted to add that in there because it comes full circle because that's Sting. And Sting is whom Bill O'Reilly is actually um, referring to in that clip because they're going to play a clip from Sting. In reality, I'm going to play a clip for myself. Um, So here it is. And that's all I got for you. All right, that's it. Bye.